The Kilkenny Soccer Podcast with Davy Doyle and Shane O'Keefe. Brought to you by KCLR and scoreline.ie. Welcome to the third edition of the Kilkenny Soccer Podcast. Each week, myself, Shane O'Keefe and Davy Doyle go through all the ins and outs of the Kilkenny and District League, looking at results and some of the issues that clubs are facing. I'm joined by Davy Doyle. Davy, how are you, sir? Good morning. Good week again. Yeah. All good. Another great week in football. Yeah. Another great one to look forward to as well with the Casey Lorne McCallum Cup is starting. But we'll start, as we generally do, with any feedback. I know ears were burning when their there names was, were mentioned yeah. and people stopped me once again in the streets yeah and and, and myself do you know um, I suppose uh, I was lucky enough to get man in a match one day off, off of Mock Lawler who, who, a big a big soccer man years ago for Freebooters and it was on the radio and Sure, I felt 10 feet tall. So yeah, I suppose yeah. we're doing a little bit of that uh, now. So during unless the week... Unless we're giving out a boot, so... Well, yeah, I mean, the, you know, same as, same as you said last week, um, guys are, are hearing little bits and say, you said this. I said, lads, go listen to the podcast, get the whole the whole thing so um, yeah, I want to good. ask you as a freebooters man like obviously yeah. we discussed the new Oak result from 3-1 yeah. uh, you're in freebooters you're involved mm. on the youth setup. you've been you know the name Doyle is synonymous with freebooters yeah, yeah, so yeah. when you mentioned that uh, freebooters maybe got their tactics wrong or anything like that yeah. did you get any blowback from, from um, a, a couple of guys said to me said yeah, oh, you, you put the needle in I goes I didn't actually I said if you listen I said I said oh, myself and Shane were saying we didn't know what hand Peter was dealt and we, I was surprised at the way he lined up and I mean if we're going to be on here just because I'm a free man I can't be can't be saying everything's rosy over there so a lot of guys were, were, were enjoyed it because I suppose they're, they're not used to that kind of feedback I suppose because um, when you're on the radio just to, like everything is oh it's fantastic oh you yeah. did great oh brilliant yeah, no, and stuff. But I mean that's not the truth though yeah it's not the truth sometimes though. that's why I try and kind you of know, have I mean, a I mean you kind of have to look at, at the the guys that are watching it, you know, and um, the people that are going every week to see the games. And I mean, um, I just thought the tactics were wrong and, and a few people weren't happy that I said it. Um, I didn't say it bad. I just said I thought on the day I would I would have fancied freebooters to beat Newark. But you didn't know what hand they were dealt with. I didn't know what hand they were dealt You know, I, I, I know big centre-half David Rice was away, so straight away... You have to cover that. So that means people moving, you know. So, I mean, it's great that they're talking about it, though. Exactly, that's, yeah. That's the thing. I had another person say to you, it's like you're kind of, you know, you're. it's like you come in and you're just chatting. You don't have your topics written down. And I was like, sure, if you go to the side of the pitch and you're having a talk with someone, I'm yeah. not going up meeting Davy down in the fair green going, Davy, right, this is what I want to talk about yeah. with you. No, it's just a conversation about stuff and it's nice to get tongues well, uh, wagging. Well, Shane, that's the, that's the only way to do it because it's honest. Like, I mm. mean, there's, like... You said we're not here putting the a dagger into anybody. I mean, like we've both said, anyone giving their time up to do these things, um, the the value of it, apart from the sport and the physical thing, for the mental value, parents proud of their kids out playing, whatever it is, I said these people have to be applauded. But at the same time, it, it, it's a it's a it's a sport that's divides opinions yeah, and, yeah, and that's just the way it is yeah one thing that was said to me was uh, when we were talking about players not getting games mm. and you would have said back in the day we would have uh, fought for our team and mm. then a few minutes later you said you know if you're not getting games go to a different club yeah. you know so they were saying oh that was a contradiction there and I was like well was it really what do well, you think well I suppose it is possibly but back in the day you have to remember we had um, we had only three substitutions there's mm. five now so if there's five substitutions coming on five weeks in a row and you're not getting in that means you're the 18th player. Mm. You know, back when we were there, like there was 15 players there, so you were fighting for three places out of five to get on the pitch. You know, and we were happy with getting in for 10, 15 minutes. But if you're not getting any, any game time, and it, ha- it hasn't changed over the years, people move on. But what I really meant was that the teams that have a couple of teams in junior divisions. You know, if you're in a, in a C team or a B team and you're not getting any game time, yeah, go somewhere else. Yeah, I feel bad for like lads that aren't getting any actual game time on a Sunday because ultimately, when you're playing junior soccer, you want to get out there and play. But like yeah. they have, I think people have to understand as well. Like you're still an integral part of the team. Yeah. Like the, there's trainings that need to be happening. There's yeah. sharpening of everybody that that's going on, and eventually your chance will come. Uh, a few they, people stopping me anyway. Yeah, there's there's two things just on that. One is manager always appreciates a lad who always turns up training. Yeah, but sometimes you can. Um, that's how I ended up getting in the Booters team. I yeah. think Budgie appreciated that. I was yeah. just always there. But if it, and and 
your friends and your players and your in the training session makes it really, really good now. But like we said to you, um, you, you have a different view to most players I would have had where you were worrying about the subs. Mm. Most players don't care. In a B team or a C team, if you're not playing at all, at all now, I mean, if, if you're coming back from injury or whatever, or you're a young player coming through and you're getting five, ten minutes to bring you through the season to get you a bit of experience, that's one thing. But if you're not playing at all, mm. you've you got to go somewhere else. Because, you know, Shane, it's a sh- and all the top guys said, but even at Ireland, unless you're very, very lucky with injuries, it's a very, very short playing time, junior football. Yeah, uh, that's what I wanted to ask you as well. This, this is another thing that came into my head. In terms of games that are in the league, mm. right, uh, depending on how many teams are in the division, you could have 16 games or whatever. Mm. Do you think lads getting suspended for three or five games, depending on how the red card went, do you think that's too long? Because you could be missing half a feckin' season. Um, like. No, I don't. I don't. It, it dep- now, listen, it depends. We've all known over the years um, really, really crazy things that happened, you know, um, uh, um, and, and people get suspended. If you're consistently getting booked for whatever and you don't learn your lesson, what do you, what do, you do? Mm. I mean, like be devil's advocate on the referee side, uh, what do you do? This like, keeps chirping away every week. But that, a player who's, say you're the referee this week and you're consistently going late on tackles and you're getting booked and next thing the referee goes, you want to watch out for Shane O'Keefe, he's, he's always late on his tackles. And next thing you make two late, then you're booked again, you're booked again. If you don't learn... And, and listen, I was an angry man. <laughs> but is, should referees not be coming into games under a clean slate every time? There should be, but because I mean, uh, we were told about one of our players in particular that it's going around the ref, like someone for in a referee had said that look, you need to watch this lad because he is highlighted for his mouthing yeah. to all the other referees that are going to referee in the league. So they're they're well aware of what he does. But like, is that fair in itself? At the start of the season going, right, the player shouldn't be mouthing, but, and he has to learn his lesson. But coming into it going, well, if he mouths, I'm going to book him for the first one. Well, uh, Instead of like letting something slide or whatever. Well, yeah, I, I suppose it's, it's a little bit unfair, I suppose. But listen, uh, referees are like everybody else. They just chat. Mm. How did you get on the weekend? Ah, oh, David Idle was fucking giving it to me again all day. You know, and then they're talking, yeah, I had him two weeks ago, fucking he never left me alone all day. So then you're coming out that week and next thing David Idle's giving it to you and you're going, oh, I'm not listening to this all morning. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that's not, that's not a, 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 a thing where you're going out and it, it's just kind of by osmosis, you're going, just listen to this guy again. No. So, and, and referees are just chat. Yeah, so but I, I'm not co- saying anyone's going in and say, "Listen, we're going to get this guy." Yeah. I'm not saying that, but I just by general chat, you're going to you're going to pick up things. And but does know. it not emphasize the feeling that a player is feeling that the ref is out to get them? Oh yeah, that, because that's... they're like, oh well, he's after coming in. This lad was mouthing, but mm. because I'm mouthing now, yeah. they're they're going at me. Oh yeah, they, they can that can happen. But and there's a player responsibility here as well. Like, obviously, oh, there is player responsibility, but, but I mean. It, Again, and um, if you go on to the FAI courses and all this uh, in Ireland, it's a bit strange where they want you to be very quiet on the sideline and um, you want players to be quiet and you want referees to be quiet. And it just to be a hell of a boring game if we were all quiet. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, there is a line, there is a line that you shouldn't really cross, but... Something that brought, was brought up to I me by, a, by a player who doesn't speak. He was like, I played rugby, Shane. Why can't just the captain speak? Yeah. Like and he, I was blown away when I went into rugby. I started with the Normans. It was a club yeah. that we set up for some reason. I have a pension for setting up clubs. <laughs> <laughs> the Normans and Castle Warren getting in yeah. at the end, at the start. I like creating stuff. But I remember going to rugby and been like calling the referee sir. Yeah, only the captains allowed to speak. And like if you annoyed the ref, you're like, uh oh. Yeah, you know you have to step back. Why isn't that in soccer? Well, I mean, it's like again, it's um, I would say it's. Um, it's the history of it. I think um, it's always been like that in um, rugby, as far as I can remember. Yeah, but why can't it be like that in junior football? I don't know. See, when the Premier League was when the Premier League was born and came on the TV, we were looking at the Vinnie Joneses of the world, the Dennis Wises, and my hero Roy Keane and these guys, and berating refs and chasing them. And that lads are looking and think that's the way that has to go and kicks on from there. You yeah, know, but can can but it, a referee can a referee? Yeah, it could be. But can the referees' association come into the KDL and say, "No, 
this is the way it's going to go. Only the captain is allowed to speak to the ref. Because, yeah, as we know... I'd appreciate that now. Cap- captain roles yeah. don't really hold much weight as much as they used to, it seems. Especially in Kilkenny, when you're looking at, say, the Kilkenny Senior Hurling Squad, and yeah. the captain is decided by county uh, final the county final winners and that stuff. Yeah. So, like... It well, would give more emph- it would give more emphasis on the captain's role with Kenny. You'll have lads now out wearing f- armbands and all that. Yeah, like. Well, I, I don't mind that. You know, if 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 a lads wearing an armband, you know, it's just another step on to a little bit more professionalism. But as regards the, the, the captain talking to the referee, if you go to League of Ireland, that's what happens. Um, but what what I will give the League of Ireland referees, they talk to the players like men. Yeah, do you know what I mean? They do like. I mean, they could have they could tell you, hey. Fake back into your goal there and stop fucking annoying me or whatever, you know. Probably a little bit more, you know, to, to speak to him normally. And then if you annoy him, you get sent off. And I spoke to a few ex League of Ireland players when they came back to junior football. They couldn't handle the referees because they were so sensitive. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, and it is a different level. And would, would it work? I think it would work. Um, I had it out in Thomastown, the captain and the centre half could speak to the referee, and that was it. Now, yeah. it, took, it took a while for that to come in because you were calling lads, you keep talking to the referee, you're off. It did come in. We got a lot calmer. Lads got used to it. It can't happen, but does you know? You, 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 the referees would have to want that. There would have to be a big meeting, you know, in in that, and and every club be at it. And the referees told, look, we will speak to the captain and the vice captain. Say, just say the captain and the vice captain. You nominate two. They're the only two guys we're going to speak to on any situation. And yeah, I think that would be a great way to go forward. Mm. But also, I don't want to take the the. The rivalry over either you, know. you want to keep, you know, because genuinely, you know, what do most that say? Fuck that ref, that that's our ball. There's not really, you know, um, malice, malice in it, yeah. You know, which is the big thing for me. You know, you mentioned Thomastown there. Um, obviously, your freebooters born and bred. What yeah. was it like going out to Thomastown I, and uh, observing that setup out there? Completely different. Um, I just wanted to go on my own. Yeah, I was always. Um, I was with Sean for so long. I was with Brian Phelan, and Brian was a great coach at school boys. But I, I wanted to see, there wasn't a position for me to take in freebooters. And it was either wait for a couple of years, and I'm not that kind of guy. I, mm. I jump into things two feet. So they rang me on the right day where I was thinking, oh, I wouldn't mind to go. So I went out, and it was it was massively strange in that um, their, their way of thinking was a lot different to... How so? How so? Well, first of all, uh, and this is silly now, um, they came second in the league and got their medals and were very happy with it. I can't buy into being second. Now, that yeah. was just me. I was going, wow, ah, you're second. No, I said I wouldn't even pick them up, you know. Uh, other, uh, they were very, very, um, very reliant on hurlers at the time. Of course. And um, when I went out first, uh, Joey Murray, great lad, really good lad, some really, really good players out there. So I said, Joey, what, what's the, the young setup like? And um, a couple of young lads came up, trained, told the other young lads. And I think I think I brought through, myself and Joey brought through seven or eight young lads into the team that weren't hurling. And all of a sudden, for the two years of COVID, we were Shield semi-finals. We were there about the top of the league in the top three and, and look at the kick on it. COVID kind of killed us. I'd like to think we would have won. But um, a very progressive club, but they, they needed to change their way of bringing young lads through. Young lads needed to come through, and I I done that. But I think a lot of young lads have left since gone off to Australia, so they're not in a, a great place now at the moment. Then the hurling got very very strong down there. That takes from them unbelievable setup. Yeah. Now now in Astro, unbelievable setup. Good people down there, good people down there. Again, um, being outside the town, um, they will have a feeling that they don't get the the fair run of the green because they're not from the town. You know, mm. so everybody has their own little. Little thing where oh it's it's because we're freebooters uh, we're not getting it it's because we're we're not getting it you know genuinely if you put in the effort and stop worrying about it, you'll get your rewards eventually you, you know talk, you talked about facilities out there in Thomastown I want to bring up uh, an issue that was brought to me mm. in regards to say Garen Green and I imagine a lot of public pitches which was dog shite on the pitch yeah I've been there yeah. and lads having to go out and play in that mm-hmm. uh, it's not a fault of the teams that play in Garen Green like Ormond Villa and St mm-hmm. John's they have enough to be worrying about in terms yeah. of lining the pitch getting yeah. players up on a Sunday all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. but like public pitches I'm sure it happened down in with St. Canis's yeah 
Uh, happened in the fair green for years fair green yeah I remember yeah. playing the fair green and there was a nappy on the pitch and it was all yeah. uh, ripped up and I remember playing out in Brookville having to shoe sheep off the pitch before the game yeah. and then going up for a header going for a throw and having sheep shit all over you but in terms of the public ha- bringing their dogs up yeah. and allowing the dog to do whatever on the pitch and then lads 22 at least having to go out and play in that yeah. slide tackling Going up with their head. So what could be done? There's nothing worse than getting dog crap on you. Nothing mm. worse. Uh, listen, you're going back to the, like, I know your family, big dog owners. I love my dogs. But um, I bring bags with me. Mm. That's not a hard thing to do. It's not a hard thing to do. You're going out into the field. Just pick it up. Yeah, but, but, like, but people don't now. Yeah, like, like, but is there nothing that can be done on another level in, in no, terms you, of, like... Like, say a referee's going out inspecting the pitch and he sees about three or four of them. Like, does that match still go ahead? Well, does that have to be picked up? It has to be picked up. Yeah. Well, is there anything that the KDL can do? The, I know the, the I know only thing that can be done is that um, all these public pitches are railed in. That's never going to happen. Yeah. You know, because Garen Green used for a soccer pitch, but to everybody else is a public grass place. Yeah. You know, and the Fair Green was the same for years. But you, you, years. you go up uh, to Hebron. Yeah. And they have that nice pitch up there. I know it's not an actual uh, soccer pitch in terms of... Yeah, but what's that used, used for now? What, what, what is Teams the, use it for training and, yeah. and stuff, but it's all railed in. All railed in, yeah. Look, at um, that would be great, all railed in. Now, Tom, Thomastown have opened up there. You see Tullerone, they have walking tracks all around it. You now, that's a big thing. Walking tracks is a massive you thing. You wouldn't expect people to be going up there, bringing their dogs, allowing them to run out no, of the pitch and do stuff. And you know, funnily enough, I never had that problem in Thomastown. But when you have a walking track like that, I saw people out there that had their dogs with them, they're going around the track. Yeah. And it's basically, um, if the general public have the common sense to think, right, the boys are playing here... Sunday, I better pick that up. There's loads of bins. In fairness to the county council, there's, there's bins, there's bags everywhere. They're everywhere. It's not an excuse now to not. It's not an excuse. But like, um, we're, we're, it's like, so it's calling on the public not to do it. Yeah. But like, it's going to happen. Yeah, irrespective but, of it. But I mean, if, if you're a responsible, like, I know we're talking junior football, but if you're a responsible dog owner, which I have, I have a German Shepherd, so I know my dog has to be on the lead all the times. Mm. So I have my dog on the lead all the times. If he goes for a shite, trust me, it's like something out of the zoo. <laughs> I, I can. I, I do not leave that on a footpath or anything like that. Yeah, I do not. You couldn't. But um, what, so, what, I mean, if I can do it, Shane, you can do it. Your father does it. Everybody can do it. But I, it's not like you're you're going. Oh, I have to go dig in the press for a a little bag. The county council have bags fucking everywhere. Just take a bag out, go pick it up. That's all it is. But okay, so if you're a young lad, right, and you want to start soccer in Kilkenny, yeah. And you see that the lads are playing with dog crap on the pitch, ah, Arm yeah. and Villa, Johns, yeah. or whatever. You're like, no. No, I'll go over to somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. Or, or not even play, because you're going to have to play in Garen Green eventually. Yeah. Or you're going to have to, like, it's to the detriment like, of what, the what district What we used league. to do is when we were putting up the, you'd be putting up the nets and, and all that, and um, there'd be a shovel there, and someone would go walk and scoop it up and put it out. Yeah. You, you have kids. Yeah, how many do you have? I have are two they, boys. Are they playing soccer? One, one, one is a soccer player and one is a kickboxer. Ah, right. right. And where, where does your soccer player Booters? No, he's uh, up in Portlaoise. He's playing Leinster Senior League. Oh. Uh, he went to Belvedere at fourteen, and he came back for one season to Freeboards. But he likes he likes playing out of town. You know, what age is he? He is twenty six now. Oh, so it's like he trained with, he trained with Booters last summer, but for whatever reason it didn't work out. Mm. Pat Scully, uh, farmer, can you see? Manager rang him and said, "You come up here. Can I talk to you?" Went up, signed him. Now he's he's having a really good season. What's the Port Leash uh, team like? They're, they're poor, or, or, or the league? Yeah, the, the, the league is fantastic. They're poor this year. Um, he's brought in a lot of young lads, and I tell you, the Leinster Senior League is um, you'll find out. But it's Friday nights under lights, grass pitches under nights. Not playing on dog crap. Not playing dog crap. Uh, linesman every week. Referee linesman every week. Um, standard is really good. He's he's having a he's having a. He's having a really good season. I'm really enjoying it. And what he likes is Friday night. He can come back. He can go We've watch the boys. We've talked about this, yeah. He can go watch the boys. All his friends are Armour Villa. Um, all his so he's friends probably had the match Sunday, wasn't Yeah, he, he was at it Sunday, yeah. yeah. And he, um, funnily enough, people people couldn't realise Peter Hennebury Jr. and, say, David Doyle Jr. are best friends. So I'd be in my house, Peter Hennebury in my house. Evergreen. David would be over in his house. And let's go, what's going on? I said, sure, they're best friends. The boys, not like we... It's not even an issue, mm. you know. They're just mates. That's it. What do you What do you played with Booters growing up? And he stuff? played with Booters up to fourteen. Um, went with Belvedere. Then went to Belvedere and and had a, a stellar season in Belvedere. Like, oh, he got Dublin Player of the Year. He got um, 
Belvedere Player of the Year, won the SFAI under 16s, 2 0, scored two goals, won the league, won the cup, won the shield. It got signed by Shamrock Rovers straight out by Pat Fenlon. Um, but now, saying that, going to Dublin at that time, Belvedere were a fantastic team with, with the, the change now in the League of Ireland. And what's been put up in Kenny, uh, there's a lot more effort going into kids now. Yeah. You know, they are. I wouldn't say they're getting the same coaches as the historically up in the, up in the Dublins or your Cork city centres, but they're getting close now. Um, you know, they're like is that the, an issue in Kilkenny coaching? Oh, massive! Yeah, massive. Um, I know, like Derry Kenny over there, he's done massive work over there with Lee Sullivan, Cotlin Neal, Donna Cantwell, um, and all the boys in there putting the facilities. But but Derek is in; he has his team, and he's not worried about losing. But the way they're playing, they're only eleven or ten or eleven. You want to see the way they're playing, and he's doing it right. Yeah. And what we need in Kilkenny is everyone to do that. Go get, go get one or two of your badges because if the, the main thing is, I'm not saying go on and get your A license. That's expensive. Very expensive. And there's only we, so many jobs you can do with that in Ireland. Ireland hasn't got a football we've industry. Seen, we've seen Johnny the Dub, John McLean. He's down with, is he still a tree? No, he's he's um, he's gone and he's happy to say he's gone up to Shelburne and he's a Shelburne no. supporter. Oh, I know. Like, yeah, so he's he's actually over the moon. But um, in fairness, not that it's been a struggle for John. He's been successful all the way along. But it's been a long enough road, you know. Yeah, the Oscar trainer, and that was Oscar, cut short. Cut and short. And John is a wealth of experience. But for a father who's who's going, like, my son wants to play soccer. And whatever club it is, and there's there's no facility, there's, a, there's facilities or there's a pitch, and they're prepared to give you a kit, but they know how to coach him. And the father takes him on and knows nothing. Go off and do a PDP 1 and 2. Gives you the guidelines, right? You get out when you get, all right, I know, like... I'm coaching a long time now. I'd go out and put cones down for anyone. Mm. But if you go to a lad Sundays, do a 20 by 20 box there and then do a, a 10 by 10 and a 10 by 10 there and they're, they're having to think about it. Go to these PDP 1s and 2s. It gives you just a basic knowledge of how to set up a training session. Or, hey, listen, go on YouTube. Everything can, in the world is on YouTube. Can the KDL help with that? Ah, they do, in fairness. They do, they, they yeah. do. Yeah, they do. They, they, have, um, they have, like I did, I did a, a couple of badges with the KDL um, when I was at the Gainer Cup. Uh, with the KDL that time, I was with the Gainer Cup with Fran Egan for, for, I think it was five years, five, six years, I can't remember, a really great time. And um, I found it very easy to work for him. Mm. Now, whether it's, that's my person, I, I know, and I can't say everybody's the same. I found it so easy. Didn't cost me a penny. I think in the five years I spent sixty euros. That was on biscuits for the candy cup to have in my bedroom. <laughs> oh, um, for you, for myself, yeah, not for anybody else. No, uh, but to, to have done that. Now I know Freebooters now have this weekend. They have PDP ones on in in the club for the coaches in the club. Will Kinsler is there. Will Dyle and Wexford. Who the, pays for that? The coaches. Uh, the club will pay for that. The coaches would throw in a bit. That's the thing you see. I mean. This is where me and some lads in clubs would. If you're going to give your time, I think the time of volunteers is slowly going away, yeah. especially after COVID, because people realised how important their time was. And, and listen, go for a walk with your wife on a nice evening with the dog and, and your kid, or be over shouting at lads. Shouting at lads. You know, so I would think that if David Dyle, Shane O'Keefe are going to do a couple of badges in Freebooters, Freebooters pay for it but on the same time then you have to guarantee you're going to stay for a year or two but on the same time then smaller clubs don't really have that uh, amount of funds either no they don't like do you think that there could be uh, I'll be honest the the FAI will help out grants yeah grants but I think the FAI are very um, very approachable in that way and look we need to we need to get coaches up to speed can you help us and like um, they, they've got a bad rap over the years with all that went on the John Delaney year and you know we're now looking for a, a new for senior manager and all that but there is lads at there is lads at the Coalface doing a lot of good work like, and, and we're very lucky with the guy in Kilkenny Will Kinsler yeah. um, I don't know if anybody's availed of his services I, he came up and, and did an under 16 training session girls team for me about six weeks ago and I'd be good you know, yeah. I, I would be confident enough to say I'm good now and the girls are enjoying it. But to bring in a new guy, new perspective, and, and he was excellent and mm. it flew. So if if there's a club out there, any club out there, and they're looking, listen, what we're going to do, ring the man. Ask yeah. him, can he come in? Can he show... Is Dino Broder's doing something with the FAI D- as well? Yeah, Dino is a regional development officer. I think Dino's gone down to Wexford, though. Right. Um, which is probably good for him to be away from people he knows. Yeah. You know, um, I, th- I think that's a, a good thing. Like, Dino's done it all. Won everything, League of Ireland, done an awful lot of work down Highview. But just to get these people, like I rang Will, Davy, what date? Will said, that date is free, and up he comes. Uh, so just say, Castle Warren, can you come out? Can you do a training session with our under-18s? Um, 
We don't have an under 18 as well. Well, well, Can you do a training session with us? Which, yeah, what you want to do, let's look at. We we play out from the back or we play direct. Give him the parameters of what you want to do. Will it come up and do it? And there's no fuss with him. He's very concise and precise and he makes it very, very easy to Mm. understand. Uh, And we've had other people in that job before that probably wouldn't have been as, as conscientious as he is so I can't, I can't say enough about him I, I think he's, he was a great appointment for Kilkenny mm. um, I don't know if people avail of him enough mm. um, but if, if you're out there any, your, your, your Armand Villas your, your, your St John's anyone your East Ends with the youth teams he'd be snapping out he'd be booking yeah, he'd, he'd be, be booked book, every day but I mean they love it though I yeah. mean they love it and I mean, the FEI gets a bad rap, but that facility is there. People should use it, you know. It's interesting you're, when you were saying your young lad is playing with Port Leash. If he was starting out now and you wanted him to get to say Belvedere, where would you start him? In what way? What do you mean? Like, what what club? Obviously, well, he has to start from a local perspective. If yeah. you had a kid now, say, was of age, wanting to play soccer, you wanted him to succeed, you should have been If I was from where I am now, said Pocock, and we were living there and David was six or seven, it would be... I would probably go across to Armour Villa starting off because it's right outside the door. Yeah. Right? And, and that's what we were looking with the fair green. Um, if if I wasn't a dial, say, from the jail road. Yeah. Obviously. Even, even with, like, say, the facility issue of, oh, there's dog crap on the pitch. And... Nah, listen. Um, do you know, I, I, I go on a little tangent here. Do. Uh, life, people have gone very careful, and, I, and I'm the same. Like, um, about the end of the summer last year, there was three kids out the side of my house up in a tree and I was delighted to see them they were 10 years of age 11 years of age now yeah. it wasn't a massive tree but they were up in the tree I don't know what they were playing but they had all the bark on them they were a bit messy and you know and it was great to see and a couple of people came came over and, and I'm not shy to speak up and so I get down out of that tree and I go Jesus lads they're only being kids so look a bit of dog crap alright clean it up and all that but out in, out in if you're an astroturf or you're in Wembley or you're on the green outside your house with your friends just get out and play. Which can be Wembley. To your, it can be Wembley. Head. Just go out and play. I played with Armourville years ago. Good club. Castle Warren, great club. Again, going back to, you could go to Freeboards. I probably, you know. Yeah. You're, you're going to floodlights on an AstroTurf pitch. That's the thing. Because it's the lights. You know, Armourville need lights. Castle Warren need lights. You know, this, this is the thing. And we're here talking about it. But as a kid starting out, just get out playing. The nearest club, they're literally the nearest club to you. Go out, make it easy because if you have a if you have a kid that's maybe you feel has a bit of ability, and my my best friend Joe, he's passed away now. He, he said to me one day, "David, you're not living your life through your young lad now, are you?" <laughs> and I goes, "No, Joe, I want him to get a scholarship to um, a college through the soccer." Yeah, and he's going right, okay, and he did. He got he got a scholarship to Manute University. Lovely, and had a had a great time up there with Barry Prendeville, an ex Coventry City player. So. But the journey along the way was great, but it was a long journey. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so if you're going to have a kid that you want to play soccer and all of a sudden has a talent, you're going to end up putting miles on your car. Yeah. Right? So make it as easy as possible. Go to the nearest club. Every club wants new players. Go to the nearest club and play. Well, uh, especially, but you see, the club, like you're talking about, the Booters lads now going down their PDP. Yeah. Um, You know, I'm not... I, I. not casting aspersions on any other yeah, club, yeah. but you know that might not always be available depending on how close oh, yeah. they are. So, yeah. like, do you want to go to get the best training with the best facilities? And then you look at Evergreen, and they have, you know, hundreds out there at the yeah. weekend. Or or boaters indeed, and Thomas Town. If you're out in a country yeah. club, you look at those big teams with the big facilities. You know they're going to draw people, right? Yeah. Well, they are going to draw people. Um, the thing you can have is you can have too many kids. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I. And then you see the fraction of teams yeah. into but you know, you, you, the Diamonds, the Greens. Yeah, the, the, and the, the they don't want to call a team a second team, so they call them Whites and Blues and yeah. the Dragons. And, you know, fantastic and all. But the thing is, it, it's it's quality. So if you're out in, in a smaller club and you're getting a lot more one-to-one, more time on the ball, or you're one of 60 in, a, in an age group, how many, how, 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 what's the quality going to be like? Yeah, yeah. So what's the quality of your training going to be like? I say Stonyford do great work out in the uh, youth level. Well, all I can say, I, I don't know about the, the boys' side because I haven't come across many, but their, their ladies' side, their girls' side, they're producing great players. But then again, there's probably a lot more one-to-one or, or six-to-one, you know, where the coach yeah, is actually yeah, able yeah. to get the message across really, really well. And that's important. You have a, a 10-year-old kid and you, and you say to him, 
I want you to take it on your back foot and open out. Now, maybe he's a bit young, but take it on your back foot and open out. And you could say that to him six times, and he does it five times, and you give him a high five, and, God, you were brilliant today, roughly his hair going off, he feels ten feet tall. But if you only have the time to say it to him once, maybe every two sessions, because there's so many kids. Yeah. And, and I'm not, listen, I'm from a big club. There's lots of other clubs out there. Get your kid the best, but... I, at the formative age, it's more about quality than... Getting on the ball. Yeah. Playing games. And, and touching the ball. Touching Natural. the ball. Touching the ball. Like, how, how many times would you touch a ball in the game? People think, people think they're on <laughs> Me, it. Me, mostly, it was just on the head, so... Yeah. But, I mean, if, if you break down a game, I think 20% of it is walking. Mm. 10% of it is standing still. Um, you have... Another 20% of it is, is a light jog. I was talking to Thomas Grummark, who is a throwing coach for Liverpool, and we were chatting yeah. about the Jurgen Klopp uh, departure. And I was a throwing coach. Now, obviously, a throwing is a set piece in, in yeah. some regard, but he was saying, Shane, there could be 50 to 60 throwings in a game. Exactly. Yeah. And he goes, every single one of them is a chance to gain possession or to lose possession. Yeah. So he goes, that all has... And I was like... They're, everything being so scrutinised obviously at the level of Liverpool is, yeah. is, is madness but, but, it, it, but like you're scrutinising that there so with the girls academy now at the moment um, the tendency for and I was the same at the same age you get the ball you look up the line you throw it now there could be five people to the right of you you're looking left just throw them the ball and you keep possession how mm. many times do you throw it up the front line yeah. so it does say hey hang on we'll throw it to our full back we'll work our way across and we'll go up the other side that's not hard do for anybody you're, you know, you um, you mentioned that your son of fourteen, he went to Belvedere. Belvedere, yeah. Uh, was he playing with Booters? He was playing with Booters. Yeah. Uh, what What's that like being in Booters and having a player that you know is going to be of top quality go? Because I seen it happen, say with Gavin Houlihan and Evergreen. Yeah, well, I remember I, he went up to Dublin. I'll be honest with you. Um, I would fancy myself to be able to see a player now. Uh, I've been working with some top quality lads the last couple of years, and. Um, now, you, you know, you met one of them here and they changed me way of thinking of it. But uh, David wasn't, he was a, he was a stocky kid. Mm. Um, so when we went up to Belvedere, he got an eye-opener to how hard they trained at 14 to what we did. Um, it, it wasn't as hard as you think because um, I was like every other parent. I was thinking, oh, people, oh, he's a dial, he's a dial. I wanted him to go out, swim on his own two feet. Mm. But I genuinely thought to get the college scholarship, he wouldn't get it through Freebooters. Mm. And um, we had a chance to go to St. Kevin's. We had a chance to go to Cherry Orchard, uh, Home Farm. But Belvedere was just, uh, just a uh, just different level, you know. Mm. Made him feel welcome straight away. But we went up, right? So we went up under 14 up there to start the training the 1st of July, right? Their season didn't start till September, right? Yeah. At the same age in Kilkenny, the season didn't start till October, and people didn't come back train until September. Three sessions a week and friendlies. By the time the local teams in Kilkenny got back, uh, Belvedere had something like 15 friendlies played and had maybe up to 50 or 60 training sessions already done. Okay? Yeah. So then you're meeting them in an, S- in an FAI game. Who's going to win? Yeah. You know? So, and it, it was, it was purely uh, me really. And then there, were, there, there was, my father... Um, if he gets signed then is there financial implications then for Freebooters or does yeah, it go to Belvedere yeah well say um, we had success Odegaard he, very unlucky not to go to Derby, Derby County you were saying, yeah. very unlucky up at Finn Harps now really kind of genuine fella but if he had signed um, there, there's an, if, a FIFA stipulation that for every year he's with your club he gets there's a bursary for every year so right. get X amount for every year so it's worth a bit oh yeah yeah, so they're like um, I would I would imagine when Mikey Drennan went to Aston Villa, I would say they made, they probably got twenty thirty thousand. Yeah, but Mikey never went to. He went straight from Evergreen to Villa, didn't yeah. he? He didn't go to any other club. No, so yeah, but now if it say the way a lot of people do, the route David took into one and then to the other. Um, yeah, it would be split between the two. Yeah. However many years you're with each club, but then um, I mean, in his first year, he got forty three goals up there in the DDSL, mm. and um, he was told he was too small. And that was it, like, you have all the talent in the world, you're too small. That's ridiculous. If you look yeah. at, say, Colin Whelan, yeah. when he's uh, he, he's going off and he's leaving Thomas down. Or you mentioned Ben Ryan there yeah, uh, ben was brilliant, last yeah. week. Um, obviously, Mikey, Gavin Peter, Peter Higgins again, another Higgs, really, really yeah. good player. I, I mean, an excellent David player. David Grinsel. Gritty. Yeah. Gritty was fantastic. Um, the one thing I would say about... Uh, about David David was probably one of the best he was booters wasn't he yeah one of the he came through booters and probably 
a machine of scoring goals at school. Yeah. Is. Still um, is. Yeah. I, I just think, I don't know if the drive was there for David to be professional. For himself. Right. Personally, because he had all the attributes. Mm. I don't know if, 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 I don't, now I'm, 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 I'm only talking myself, I'm not saying anything about David, but I, I thought with the ability that was there, he could have. Now, if you go to his uncle, Jimmy Donnelly, um, Jimmy would have made a pro, but he got a very bad injury. Mm. And people forget... Did Grinny not suffer with injuries? He did, he got when a broken he, leg. When he, he was got, younger, yeah. He got a broken leg in the Kennedy Cup, I think. Yeah. And um, that, that kind of stalled him a little bit. Um, but is there any pushback, though, from, say... Oh, yeah. Thomas Down or from Freebooters oh, yeah. about allowing yeah. a player to leave. Oh yeah, because this is what I'm I'm worried about with CK United wanting to come in to the the divisions that I know that clubs won't really want to be losing their best players to go to CK United's under nineteen team or whatever. Yeah, well, you see, you're, and, you're Shane, go- and Shane Dunphy has said like you know come to us. We don't have a senior team, but then you can always go back to your clubs. Yeah, um, but, but they will they will have a senior team in the next couple of years. Yeah, they will. Like, will clubs want to be no, forming that partnership? Or previously, have clubs wanted to? I'll be honest with players? you. Um, no, no club wants to lose him. But the way the way things are gone now, the likes of a Mikey Drennan happening again won't happen. Why? Because scouts and all will not go to a Freebirds and Evergreen, a Thomastown, a Castle Warren. They'll now go to National League under 14s. Yeah. Because it's Kennedy Cup standard final every weekend. But will so thinking so, of that then, like how does Freebooters and how does Evergreen then keep players if the possibility of being the, scouted has gone down? The only way. Now this is scouted through the Irish Schoolboys Network. Yeah. The only way then is is to make really good links with somebody out of town, or then you have an idiot of a coach like myself did with success was stupid enough to get up and say, "Listen, we have a lad here." Yeah. And he he didn't go through the normal routes, but I kept knocking on doors till till somebody came back and the chap got a, a chance. But an awful lot of people, an awful lot of people will not go out of their way for for a kid. Yeah, you know, like I, we we I like we had a lad uh, playing on our team. He was asked to play with Kilkenny. He didn't want to go with Kilkenny because he didn't really know any of the mm. lads. But that's because he was playing with Castle Warren. Mm. You know, he didn't know any of the Evergreen and Booters lads because yeah. he was always playing against them. Yeah. And to be honest, we didn't want him to leave. Yeah. We said we don't want you to leave, but if you're leaving, you're leaving. Yeah. Like you can't really stop him. But like he was, um, he scored in a in a final at the age of sixteen. Yeah. He was an unbelievable player, so and, fast. And uh, did he go? Sean Grace. No, he stayed. And oh, I know the kid. Very good kid. Yeah, yeah. he I stayed. Tried- and but then he kind. To stop playing football, but yeah. where I always wonder, going if he had gone to Booters or had gone to Evergreen, maybe played a few games with Kilkenny, would he have pushed on a bit? I'm not saying he would have been pro or anything well, like yeah, that. I know what you mean, but uh, like it would have been to the detriment of us. But sure, he's not playing anymore either. Right? I, I have to give a uh, hats off to my brother now, Sean. When, when we had a, we had Ben Ryan, we had Andrew Hickey. Who else did we have? Eggy. Yeah, yeah. He, he, I used to play. He was so rapid. Him and Slug. Yeah, phenomenal. <laughs> so when it when we knew they they were a little bit. Like Ben especially, and we knew he was going to go. Dean Broders went, a uh, few others went, and Sean goes, look, let him go. If it doesn't work out, you come back. No pushback no, at no all. No pushback at all? No, he was great that way. I have to give him, he was, he used to say, look, off you go, give it a try. Remember, if it doesn't work, there's a place here for you. And right. that's the best way to go about it, because you don't want players resenting you down the line, but plus, lads think they can go. It's, an, it's one hell of a leap. And it's getting a bigger leap. Yeah. So you, if you're not going... Like a, a kid going in now at 17 who hasn't been in an academy system even in Ireland, you want to be one exceptional kid to, to make the team. Yeah. Because they are... The work that's been going in now is phenomenal. Like a 14-year-old now... A 14-year-old going in now in two years' time would not be able to come back and play for his school by his team like he did because... So sh- so should players be going to the likes of CK United then? Yeah, uh, I think at, so. At the age of 14? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Because genuinely, in that way, if it doesn't work, they'll come back to your Castle Warren. Yeah. But what you do is, you will see, it's twofold. First of all, that player goes, he gets to learn some stuff. Hopefully it works out for him. If it doesn't, he comes back. Secondly, somebody else has to step up, take the chance. You get another kid coming in and going, if you go to see or to Castle Warren and, and you show willing and you're good enough, they'll let you go. They're not going to hold you back. They're going to try and help you along the way. That is a, a nice carrot for players as well. Yeah. You know, um, so you bring in a guy, yeah, listen, ring a club, we have a kid here, he's too good for us. Send him off, does some work, he'll come back. You know, that also, I'd have nothing against the coach going and do and, and doubling up, going, 
Because you, you learn remember, things. Like, you talked about links there. I remember when Booters had the links with Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah. And that was class. I yeah. got to play in Hillsborough. It yeah. was unreal. There you go. Um, like, and so, you remember that to this day? Yeah, I remember it was a... Kilkenny United you brought over like Stoke and yeah. Celtic and stuff. Yeah. Uh, is there any of those links still well, around in the club? There, there, there is. Um, there is the thing about it now is Armand Villa with the girls got to go over to Celtic Park. Have a uh, or got to go. We all got to go to Celtic Park, uh, but had a train session over at Celtic and everything like fantastic. It, it was unreal. You know, I, I mean, yeah, those links are still there. And now because of Brexit, clubs in clubs in the you UK, can't, we see lads going to Udinese because yeah, you in can't Milan go to the eighteen now. Which people think, oh, they can't go to the eighteen. It's actually a good thing. Because you go at 16 and you go at 18, that's a massive difference. Yeah. You know, you're more, you know, like you could be 18 coming out of school and I don't want to go to England and you become an apprentice electrician. Actually, you're up in Donegal, you're down in Limerick and you're there all week. Yeah, yeah. It's the same, you know, that, that's life, you know. Um, I, I think it's a good thing anyway, you know, I do. Um, and you know what, CK United... Doing a lot of good work out there. Yeah, I know Shane Dunphy, yeah. yeah. I think they were a bit sour that we got Buckley Park all right, but, yeah. you know. It's <laughs> but um, they're going into the watershed now and... and, and um, well, that's why we had to go out to Buckley Park, I think, because yeah, all yeah. the prices went up in the watershed. Yeah. So, uh, and I'm not saying it's because of them, but there was more matches, so more more demand creates yeah. a bigger uh, price, so we had to go out and find yeah, our like own place. Any kid, any kid that... Um, now, I'm being a bit hypocritical because I went to Waterford. Yeah. Um and the reason I went to Waterford, they were able to tell me over the phone three months in advance the nights I was training, where I was training, and when mm. I was training. You know, it was written in stone. And um, but going out to Carlo Kilkenny, if you if you think your kid is good enough, and people are saying, oh, for the last couple of years, Carlo Kilkenny wouldn't have been tearing up trees or anything. You know, yeah. now they've had some great results and they had some really competitive teams. Um, but your kid is going to be seen in in that environment. If, if that's what you want. Now, it's not for everybody. You know, because I, I can guarantee you, a 14-year-old in League of Ireland is training three nights a week for a minimum of two hours in a game at the weekend. So that's four Nuts. days. Nuts. You know. Um, Davey, we have to release the studio to other people uh, yeah. very, very soon. And the conversations just kind of got away from us. For yeah. sure, that's what would happen. Yeah. Um, kind of want to go through some of the results yeah. and uh, the fixtures that's uh, coming up. Obviously, the big one, Evergreen bad week for them in terms of getting knocked out of the yeah. Senior Cup I thought they went through I even did an article on it and yeah. then it was like no head to head head to so heads yeah head got to knocked heads. out of the, of the Senior Cup and then knocked out by St Michael's 2-0 2-0 yeah um, I, I, I tipped it as 2-1 last week I think mm. here um, you know and I was speaking to a few players and, and, and people and they were saying oh the experience of the, the Michael's team got them through the Evergreen team is experience. Yeah, they have five, five or six League of Ireland players. They have guys that play at different guises in international. St Michael's though in, in that competition have a rich history. They've well, won numerous ones for, in for the past over years. For, for the last twenty years, they've been there thereabouts. Yeah, if they get to the final this year, it's the third final in a row. Yeah, you know, won one, lost one, and they're going again. Uh, I wasn't surprised. Um, a little bit surprised on Gary's selections again. Um, I thought he would have started with with maybe some of the younger players up front. Um, bring on the guys like Grinny, a great goal scorer, was not going to run in behind for you. And if you're playing in front of Michaels, you know that that's a that's a tough day. Then their goalkeeper, so experienced, Caffey, unbelievably experienced. Paul Breen, centre half. I don't know how many international caps junior level he has. Um, I mean, to win to win that off of him, jo- Joseph Mulcahy, which was a big thing. Joseph Mulcahy was come back to his own club, mm. so there would be absolutely no fear there. You know, Michaels wouldn't be fearing anyone anyway. That, that's that's in their makeup. But Joey's coming up, going, I know him, I know him, I know him. Just, you know, I could do this, I could do that. So Joey had a really, really good game. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, unfortunate with the first goal, a bit of a deflection. But um, uh, your man's name now escapes me again. Uh, it'll come to me. You got the goal. Really good player. I was only following along on Twitter because really, I was really in. Really good player. I was um, in the throes of Carlo versus me, then the yeah, Harland side yeah. of things. So, so I mean, um, a, t- a tough week for for Evergreen. But when you get to this stage of that of that competition, there's no puddings in it, like. Yeah, they're yeah. up against uh, Wexford Boys now in the LFA O'Neill's Junior Cup yeah. next weekend. So fingers crossed for them. Uh, I know that Booters are still in that competition yeah. as well. Ah, I think Evergreen will handle them. Yeah. Um, looking at the Premier Division then uh, Booters and Thomastown got called off uh, due to sad circumstances yeah, I believe uh, yeah Paul Smith um, uh, absolute gentleman died of motor neuron disease um, same as Joe Brennan two free Booters guys in the last two years now 
in the same month dying as Paul a very young man 45, 46 leaves behind young family James another talented soccer player Paul came up through Bournemouth Bournemouth FC mm. um, Dr Paul Smith sports scientist worked with um, Olympic cyclists um, really intelligent man as regards um, sport and all and, and he lost his battle there last week and uh, really really sad day so that game was called off because of that real gentleman really lovely fella Natasha his wife another good soccer player mm. uh, you know so football ingrained in it and I know the whole junior football community sent all their condolences um, so that game was called off um, so obviously that'll be rescheduled now yeah uh, Bridge United then playing Dean Celtic Bridge United coming away with a 3-1 win leaving them third yeah. in the league uh, after nine games played so they're still in with still in with a shout yeah. still in with a shout it's just about taking points off Booters and Evergreen now yeah. at this stage because yeah. they're the ones with the real massive amount of games in hand on to the KCLR scoreline Division 1 league I'm after getting that whole thing sponsored and we're coming second <laughs> Evergreen V uh, coming away with a win against uh, Lions 2-1 2-1 I thought it was 2 all, but it was 2 one. Yeah, you yeah. missed me 2 all. I was like, no, it's 2 all on the yeah, side. Yeah. Uh, and then Castle Warren and Orman Villa, a 1 all draw. It was a tough game down in Garren Green. Would have preferred for us to get more uh, shots off. Talk about deflections. They got a smelly goal, but in fairness, our keeper was on the. Uh, Ryan Scanlon was able to. Ah, uh, Ryan. Ah, lovely fella. He pulled off some great saves. Well, uh, well, you uh, met Tony Scanlon during the week there. I did, you? yes. Um, I, I happened to meet Tony and uh, I, rolled, I pulled up beside him and his wife and rolled down the window and he goes, well, Tony, well, hey, hey, I won two. Leinster Junior and I said to him just Tony I don't remember you winning any yeah. I said I must bring that up next week that you didn't win any I'm fucking telling you <laughs> no he's a great lad but Ryan is a good lad um, were you happy with that result no not at all it didn't do anything for either side um, okay. we, we got a penalty did you dominate uh, there was different parts where we were quite we were playing quite good football uh, we didn't win enough headers I think right, okay. uh, and pounced on the second ball okay. uh, the lads will know that themselves uh, okay. a few players didn't perform as well as they would but Garen okay. Green's a, it's a tough intimidating place Yeah, I, I was only saying that's where I burst in my head open like a coconut yeah. the last time I played in Garen Green against yeah. Armour Villa um, split and who, the face who, who scored for you? Uh, Aaron Fogarty once again unbelievable we got him from Freshford last year yeah. some dead ball specialist got came coming off a hat-trick in the last game but it's a shootout now for uh, second position we'd be buzzing to get promoted um, Armour Villa are sitting in fifth but we, we, and I was talking to Eddie Mack I was like They've only eight games played and River Rangers have finished their season yeah. after 14 games. He has six games now to go through and I don't think he's too impressed by it. 80, uh, 18 points to play for. Like. Yeah. And like we're sitting in second now with 11 games played on 19 points so they're five points behind us with three games in hand so it's a bit of a bit of a dodgy one I suppose yeah. but um, we'll see how it goes. It looks like Evergreen they have a few games left now to wrap up okay. the league. All our last three games are against Evergreen sides now. Evergreen C, Evergreen B. So we'll see how we go. Um, but still... Interesting one. What is interesting as well is that Division 2 league has after been split and it's yes. after causing a lot of uh, annoyance and controversy. Yeah, yeah. I was getting messages off players saying that the top four sides, Stonyford, New Park, East End and Freebooters, they'll be uh, uh, splitting off into their own little group. New Park drew 2 all with East End last weekend. So it's and missed the penalty last uh, kick of the game. Oh, Booters B coming top. East End with a game extra are coming second. New Park on the same amount of games as Booters are coming uh, third on 28 points and Stonyford then with 12 games played are on 27 points so that's split now I assume everybody is playing each other once or twice Yeah, I, I think I was talking to uh, Eddie Colton the other day and he was talking about the split and um, I said um, what do you think do you go back to zero no he said we play each other twice he said yeah, but everyone goes back to zero then in yeah. the in their other league. So Tullerone B of Africa coming into the division. Now there's yeah, now there's now ten teams. Tullerone just parachuted in. Basically, what was said to us was if because we had a lot of players, if mm-hmm. we wanted to put at no charge an extra team in just mm. to get lads games, you could put them in when the season splits. And I think that's what Tullerone B. All did. right, that's okay then. So, yeah. uh, but yeah, okay. we were of the understanding that points remain. Now, right. also to be fair. Castle Warren were coming fifth. Mm. We were of the under. They drew with Dean Celtic B last week. We were of the understanding that the top six teams are going into the the top league, into the top. So okay. the top four teams went in, and then everyone's points got reset underneath, which makes the previous twelve games that were played a bit pointless. Uh, pointless. Yeah, I, 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 I don't. But I don't. now, what we're interested to see is say like the likes of Johns who had given walkovers previously for not yeah, having can players. Ask, ask are they going to get that? players now? What what um 
what, what were the anyone any reasons for the walkovers? It wouldn't be a, there'd be no situation where I think I just think they were struggling with players this year. Right. Okay. But now, like, as the motivation now come back for players going, oh, we might win something this season. This is what I'm saying. Um, like walkovers there. Could they have in, finished in the top tier? John? Uh, yeah, depending on... We, we, they got a walkover off us. They played 12 games, uh, had 13 points. We had 12 games, 17 points. So if they bet us, we were both on 16 points. So they could have... Well, uh, John's are coming in sixth as well, like so they would have ended up in the top tier. So it'd be interesting to see if they yeah, what the have mo- players. The mo- and if and how, many, how many walkovers was there? Do, do I, don't, I don't know for that. I just know the Castle Warren side of things. Right, okay. um, looking ahead to next weekend, then there's some... Uh, big amount of fixtures but it's all kind of Casey Lorne McCallum Cup that's beginning on the Saturday night uh, obviously being the Casey Lorne podcast we're quite happy to be able to sponsor it yeah. but on the great McCall- day out yeah how you, we got to the semi-final were you against Thomas Town were you Thomas Town manager yeah, when we got there that time yeah yes yeah. son of a bitch yeah. <laughs> that is 1-0 Highview yeah. Athletic against Lions A Evergreen B against East End United they're the Saturday night fixtures on the Sunday morning fixtures all 11 o'clock kickoffs. Evergreen 46 at home to Highview Athletic B Bridge United at home to River Rangers B Castle Warren Celtic B against Dean Celtic B New Park going up against Thomas Town and Spa United against the Freebooters so all the teams named first are the teams that are at so, home. So um, Thomas Town are coming into the bog. Yes, the, uh, no, no. Thomas Town are playing Spa United. Who's coming into the bog then? Uh, oh, sorry, Thomas Town coming Thomas to the Burner Bog. Yeah, into the Burner Free Booters are going to Spa United. Uh, that'll be an interesting one. The uh, Burner Bog in, in 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 the bog in the McCallum Cup. Great, great. I'm fortunate enough to win it a few times. Um, remember the first one? I was unbel- never thought I'd win one. Oh my god! Um, was a great. If you can get a run in it, it's fantastic. Yeah, like they, well, it's fantastic. Just getting to the semi final for yeah. us, um, you know, and then we uh, we lost one nil to that Thomas Town team, but it was just we were. Yeah, so. uh, and it gives everyone a lift, and there's something to play for. But the McCallum Cup day out itself is fantastic. Yeah, you know to win it's it's you know uh, I think it was lucky enough to win it three years in a row, league and shield doubles. I think it was three or anyway, but doesn't really matter. But um, you know your 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 Thomas Town probably fancy to to beat New Park, but then you're going into the bog on a Sunday morning. There's a big crowd there, and you know it can be a it can be a feisty place down there. I get it. Oh, I, I know it myself. Yeah. Um, there's a and like like you said, Henry O'Neill is down there, and Henry could score the drop for hat, and you know they're uh, uh, not the biggest pitch, tight little oh, pitch, and uh, you have the whole community down there. The whole community there, down on the sideline. Uh, we have to wrap up. There's people wanting to come into the studio. I want yeah. to give a big shout out though to the LFA Women's Junior Shield New Park. Brilliant. Six 0 win against Port Leash. Fantastic. Fail. And Port Leash soccer Port Leash Lady Soccer is good, like mm. is strong. So that's a big win. That's a big win, like. Um uh, Freebooters B a seven one win against Rashangan. Yeah, in the Lancer in the Lancer Shield. Um the, kind of an unknown thing we didn't know. I went to check on it and they were four one and I said, Oh, they're home and hoes, you know. I tell you that Freebooters B team there's a lot of confidence there. Oh, I, I a lot would of imagine so. There, yeah. Um and then uh, looking ahead that junior division two league is starting up. As of this weekend, you'll have St. John's against Thomastown B. You'll have Lions B going up against Tullerone B for their first competitive uh, fixture. But you know well. what? We're talking about the split there and, and why you're splitting and all. But for these teams now, a chance to win. Something a, to play for. Little, win a little trophy. That's why I love that uh, new Shawnee O'Connor Memorial Shield last year. Yeah. It was a it was good crack for teams to just come in and, and give you know, it a go. Get a day out in Derdemus and bring your, bring your people and, and a nice evening and a few points after happy days. That's what you happy want. Happy days. Debbie, until the next one, thanks Brilliant. very much for joining in. I'm we'd sure that you're going to get a lot more feedback yeah. than lads giving out. I don't think anyone will want to kill me this week. Yeah. We too bad this week. <laughs> uh, sport at KCLR96FM.com if you want to get in touch or talk about any of the topics that we discussed today or just stop me as people seem to do when I'm out running. It's always when you're running. Yeah, it? I won't stop but I'll, I'll take the headphones off at we'll least and we'll have a little conversation. Um, and you know, I'm approachable as well. You can come to me if you like. Yeah. <laughs> Go to Shane first. Go to me first. Thanks very much for listening to the Kilkenny Soccer Podcast. Episode 4 out next week and It'll be out every Thursday at around 12 o'clock. Thanks for listening. Brilliant. Bye now. The Kilkenny Soccer Podcast with Davey Doyle and Shane O'Keefe. Brought to you by KCLOR and scoreline.ie.